You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing the balance back to black radio each and every week. With a mix of talk, commentary, and music representing the diverse black diaspora such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more. This is DJ Fusion, and I'm just doing a quick intro to this special episode of the Fusebox Radio, which contains audio from a panel I moderated about a week ago with the fine folks of DC PodFest um, that was a diversity podcasting panel called Not All Podcasters Are White. Besides myself, we had representatives from the wonderful fellow podcast of Tag Nation. Shouts out to Chelsea of Where My 40 Acres. Shouts out to Brandon, a.k.a. Phenom Black. And the Black Geeks podcast, which features Big Baba Rob. So we touched base on a whole lot of different things, and I hope y'all enjoy this particular show. You can go ahead and check out the Fusebox Radio crew at any time via our official website, FuseboxRadio.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O.com, Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, and plenty more. So again, I hope y'all enjoyed this um, wonderful panel that folks were on talking about podcasting and diversity therein. And if you want to go to DC PodFest during their next event, you can go to dcpodfest.com for more information. All right, sit back, listen, and enjoy. Peace. So this is our panel, Not All Podcasters Are White, and it's going to be facilitated by Mary Nichols and Miss Fox Radio. Let's give her a hand. We'll make sure your mic is on. And, uh, so right after this, we're going to break into lunch, and then there's some more stuff coming this afternoon. So one more round of applause for Podcast 2016. Podcast, and we kept it running since then. I think we have all the right 
700 episodes at the moment. Um, we do album reviews, movie reviews, and we talk about urban and social pop culture, and I barbers down this on a fashion. And I have three other co-hosts that are not here today. I'm going to talk about that, so I'm going to do that real quick. Um, I've been doing the Food Buzz Radio, this is 1998 by Comic Radio. We've been podcasting for about the past nine to ten years now, and our show is a mix of commentary, news, interviews, and um, just all types of music, just like the black diaspora, hip hop, soul, funk, the FAA, and all that kind of stuff. So, first and foremost, let's see the big general question because we're at a podcast conference. What made y'all decide to do the podcast in the first place? Um, so, uh, giving honor to our founder, CEO, uh, Dr. Tonius, uh, he went out on the internet one day, he was an incredible visionary, and even he typed in the term black people, hopefully nothing came up. So, <laughs> he was like, how can this possibly be? It's the travesty. We must have something. We will create something great. And being the simpler that he is, he created his own little death star, which is now the Black Beach Podcast and, and Company. Uh, and so, you know, we wanted to bring information from a black perspective um, because he can aim let's put it like that. And we cover a wide variety of things from gaming, technology, comics, uh, books, novels, uh, films, music, uh, social commentary um, from a black perspective. Um, and we try to bring just that, the knowledge and wisdom, and we have an incredible team of, of gentlemen and, um, and auxiliaries, we have uh, ladies as well, and we just bring so many different perspectives. But we started because we felt that there needed to be that voice out there, there needed to be um, that perspective out there. Because a lot of times you see these looking nervous and you know, these you know, articles that didn't necessarily reflect what we were thinking and what we were feeling. Uh, and so, you know, we created this incredible platform, um, and we got such a great community that supports Um, My story is similar to his. Uh, I was listening to podcasts, uh, specifically music review podcasts, and I also read album reviews. So I would go to Pitchfork, Conflict of Sound, Conflict of Sound, et cetera, et cetera, and they would give these awful, in my opinion, reviews of albums, especially hip hop albums. And it didn't feel like anybody was diving into the underground scene, the grassroots artists, the indie artists that were putting in a lot of work but weren't getting a lot of attention. Uh, I had two friends, we called each other all the time, and we would have these long conversations about music. And after I heard a few podcasts, I was like, man, I think we could do this. I think we could just sit down and discuss some albums. And what ended up happening was it went from talking about music to talking about um, black moms on uh, sitcom television in the 90s. And, and from there, we were like, I think we did a little more than we meant to do. <laughs> we put the episode out, and people were like, oh man, y'all talked about, you know, Aunt, the Aunt Viv from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and we talked about uh, the Cosby Show, and Felicia Rashad, and you guys are funny, and we appreciate it. So from that point, we started talking about a little more to music, and we started interviewing artists. Uh, which became, which was different from the way other people were interviewing artists because we, these were albums that we listened to that got us to college. So when we would talk to an artist, we would bring up things and they were like, oh my God, you heard that? That was like a six song EP I did. And we were like, and we loved it. So um, we continued from there and since then we started doing cons, festivals. Um, we've done a few different festivals and since got away from that. But um, we keep these podcasts weekly going because there's so many social issues that need to be discussed. 
and I feel like our voice does not match the popular media or bigger outlets. Uh, I know for myself it was something similar. It's like I think sometimes we get stereotyped even in our own groups. And I know for me, when I first started being so general with the podcast, and I was like, it seemed that quote unquote black programming was very extreme, but it was like you were just speaking at somebody all the time, or you had to just be completely new. There was no entertainment. Like, I can talk about the social issues, I can talk about a TV show I'm watching too, or a comic book I'm reading, or you know, whatever else. I can write a music song like, like Underground Cat too, and you can go all of that in between. So, just with that, not necessarily being a lot of mainstream media, it was one of those things I was like, oh, this is cool. And, oh my gosh, people are actually listen to me talk about this nonsense and play stuff I want to play, and it just continues on that way. Now, speaking of um, how people can sometimes look at diversity and just stereotype that kind of thing as a surface thing, like, oh, they talk this way, or a certain amount of people on this podcast are upset, and this is said, or background, or whatever. What was the big time somebody who you were kind of surprised at stereotypes in terms of what you were supposed to talk about because you're a podcaster of color or a man or a nerd or whatever have you? You mean like a famous person? Um, mm-hmm. Famous person or audience? I mean, our our audience, because we we base, we base ourselves on the idea for comedic purposes that we are a ratchet music podcast. So we curse a lot. We don't necessarily try to offend people, but we have certain traditional things. We kind of say, we talk freely. We allow our guests to talk freely. We've had a lot of people come on and they'll say, uh, am I allowed to curse? And we'll say, hell yeah. And et cetera, et cetera. So I think one time we got an email and we had, me and my co-host, we had talked about our degrees. So I have a degree in computer engineering. And one of my co-hosts, he has a degree in uh, psychology. Another one has a degree, I believe, is in accounting or finance. And after that episode, we got a few emails and we were like, I had no idea if you guys had college degrees, which made me go, oh my God, what do we sound like then? Which is not to say anything about people who don't have degrees. A lot of people don't, and I don't think everybody necessarily needs a college degree. I think some people do just fine without it because they are ready to go out into the world and take over. But it made me kind of reflect on our conversation, and I'm not, I also like to look at it as maybe we were just more relatable to people who felt like people with degrees talk down to them or talk over them or like we said preach at them. And um so we we didn't like when we got those emails we didn't make it a thing, oh now we must use all eight syllable words only. You know that we didn't do anything like that. We were just like it's 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 intriguing and not that offensive kinda of, that people just assume we came out of nowhere and just started talking about these things. But it never felt like they were saying to us, you don't you don't sound intelligent. I think they were more saying, you sound like me and my friends, and my friends didn't necessarily go to college, but we didn't necessarily take that route. So um, it makes it easier for us to listen to your podcast, and I actually appreciate that. I, I would challenge anyone to try to pigeonhole the CD that I have uh, on the Black Beats, and I, I'll just give you one person on the Black Beats who actually holds a PhD degree and also a trained family. So you want to try to pigeonhole us, go right ahead. Um, but you know it's great because within the pot, within the topics that we've covered over the years, 
we've gone in on Black Lives Matter, you know, hashing out that we have different opinions on it, uh, and then we'll turn right around and we'll go at why, why Michael Bay needs to make no more transformative movies. You know, I mean, we'll we'll literally run the gambit from you know from, from video games to social commentary to politics. Um, so I think the only time to your question of, of where we would intentionally hold, people will say, "Hey, well, why aren't you talking about this?" Well, we don't have to talk about everything that's related to a black issue. I mean, we just you know that we're not you know the, the black news police. We, we don't have to talk about every single issue. I mean, because there are plenty of websites and many other podcasts that you can find us and talk about exactly what you want to talk about. Now, if you want to call in and ask us, which we had somebody do, and challenge us on something, you're going to get the business. And that's what you want to do. Now, unlike your podcast, I, 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 I try to keep it real clean. You know, we're almost no curtain, and everyone's in a lot. Yeah, I, I know, which, which is an incredible challenge sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. I have, I have went in on people, specifically, we had a guy from Detroit, and I, I named for a year, yeah, for, a, for a year, I used to reference every asshole that got on my nerves as John from Detroit. Because John called in and John went, oh, you think if you got a degree, you can just talk, wave it all in the air, and you brag about your degrees and shit. Well, yeah, because my mother put me through school and paid for it. I'm going to brag the hell about this degree. She got it over, on the wall over the piano, over my, my high school pictures. Like, she brags more than I do. And he was really upset about that. And I found that to be egregious, to be mad at a black, a young black person for having a higher education. I thought that was effing ridiculous. I'll say effing ridiculous. That was not good. Yeah. For you, man, brother. And I went in on this guy. And I didn't feel I didn't feel bad about it at all. And he actually sent in another email saying, I didn't mean to I didn't mean for it to come off that way. And I was like, yes, you did. Because you sat here and you took time and you pinned that whole email, man. It wasn't like somebody wrote it for you. Like, that, those were your thoughts. And you emailed it. And that's cool. You're a man for that. I'm a man for telling you that. Like, that, that's just how it is. And I feel like I, what I like about podcasting is that you have this urban voice and you get people's personality. So everything doesn't have to kind of sound like it comes from BBC or NPR or even um, more urban networks like a loudspeaker or essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, we get to have a voice. There's variety now. And there really wasn't variety when we first started. We couldn't find a black podcast really so mm -hmm. And now they're everywhere. And I think that is awesome. Because if you don't like my show, if I'm if we're too dirty, my brother right here is pointing. You can go right <laughs> up there and you can listen to him and I there are no hurt feelings over here. I think that is awesome that audiences can divide up and find what they're looking for. No doubt. Um, I know for us, um, my co-host is working with the there at the moment. We get some ridiculous feedback sometimes from people because while we have lots of similarity, this part where we can diverge hard in our opinion. And um, you'll have some people that they're like, if we get to something serious, we're not serious enough. Yeah. If we goof off, y'all are goofing off too much. Like, we had one episode where for like 30 minutes we were just talking about an Empire episode. And we had some self righteous folks, including some of the Black Panther community, the quote unquote, we can have fun and talk about, damn, the world is crazy too. You know what I'm saying? And with this horrible political cycle, this past year, one of the episodes we got the most insane feedback from was when we interviewed third party candidates. 
for the president mm. and got into um, and doing some um, socialists and why they got into various stuff. And we had Democrats hating us, Republicans hating us, Libertarians hating us, independent people hating us. Why aren't y'all sweating Hillary? Why are Trump haters? It was like, um, we just want people to have an educated vote, you know? <laughs> I didn't think that was a bad thing. We talked to people about why they got into it in the first place. But at the same time, we had some people that they're like, we never even thought y'all said whatever because they found that I really appreciate being able to check other stuff out while being able to jam the various tracks too in between. So for me, I've been like asking stuff like that because it's very interesting to see how sometimes people don't want to look at you as a whole human being. That's supposed to be the entire point of diversity. And really quickly, because we are recording and all that, uh, other lovely panelists have. Yeah, can I yourself? Yes, I can. So sorry, I was um, looking for parking for way too long. Maybe I have some of y'all. It's awesome parking. Hi, uh, good morning. My name is Chelsea Short. I am a co-host of the Tag Nation podcast. It is a national queer women's podcast. I'm one of three co-hosts in addition to hosting the podcast. I'm a Stand up comedian and writer. Uh, I'm excited to be with you all to be living my apartment. So. It's all good. I, I understand you can park in. Um, Especially with construction the way it was. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, would you like to unpack with the question that we asked earlier? I don't know if you had heard it. I did not. If you okay. could repeat um, it. I was essentially asking about how sometimes people, even within their own communities, will start to. Um, Stereotyping you and what you're supposed to be able to talk about and not able to talk about, and how you know folks deal with that type of thing. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, that was hard, huh? no, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. There aren't that many uh, women's queer women's uh, focused podcasts, and I think sometimes we limit ourselves because we want to be able to serve so many people that maybe we're stretching our interests. Too, too thin, almost. We're trying to serve so many that you can't make everybody happy, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, we feel that. We feel, you know, how do we bring in, how do we bring in everyone in the many different factions that are inside of queer women? Because maybe, I'm, I'm not going to assume too much about you all, but, you know, there's different. There's black queer women, there's Latinx queer women, there's trans queer women, and it's really tough to create a podcast that tries to serve everyone and does that well. All right, and um, also just a quick back check because we want to have everybody get all the things going on, folks on this panel. What made you decide to go ahead and get into podcasting? And your Um, as a comedian, you know, you can't really be a comedian today without having. Um, podcast of questionable quality but you need one <laughs> so that's what really um i really wanted to, to practice uh for radio i wanted to grow my skills and why not you know give something back to my community where we didn't there weren't many that were consistent and well done and you know representation of media why not give back in that way all right all right and yeah, I just want to talk to anybody. Was there like a, has there ever been like a big controversial moment that y'all have dealt with your podcast? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's weird. We're, we're going through some changes now where uh, we're bringing in uh, different guest hosts um, just because uh, one of our one of our hosts has left and and. 
before that host left, you know, trying to being conscious that we're trying to be, you know, broadcast nationally. Um, you got to be really careful who you might offend if you're not uh, if you're not speaking and thoughtfully. Um, so we had a we it was kind of tense between so sometimes between me and another host where uh, sometimes they just showed that they were they had some blind spots that needed to be addressed. Unfortunately, on the podcast where everyone could hear us, but every, some people you know some people learn that way. Yeah, I know for myself, we think that we had those moments where it's like, wow, I didn't even know we were insulting so-and-so and so-and-so. You were just running our mouth, but, you know. Right, yeah. And, you know, I think it's better if you get, you know, it's, I think it's better if you have someone on, on your co-hosting team that can help you through those moments there instead of getting it in feedback. I would hate to hear from, to hear after the podcast went out that we offended someone or said something ignorantly mm-hmm. instead of, you know, getting us the chance to show that we can grow on it. Alright, and before I open up questions to the audience and all that good stuff, we have such a literally diverse audience that we're looking at right now. Different ages, different ethnicities, different races, different sexualities, all of that good stuff. So thank y'all for attending so we're not talking to an empty room. <laughs> Um, what advice would y'all give um, folks who are wanting to get into podcasting like right now? They have y'all experience like we have all together have a common experience. You know? like, what would you say is like one of the best things for them to do to represent their people? Um, one thing I want to say first of all, um, we don't mind talking to an empty room because we do it every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, if you weren't here, we'd still be fine. And, and number two, for those of you who wrote down podcast cast. Podcast cast, just look up the Marriott, which is when you're trying to find them on Google some kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm telling you why we go. Tips for getting into uh, podcasting. Number one, have a mission. Have a reason why you're doing it, because the reason why you're doing it is what will drive. Um, as we were uh, talking about in uh, the earlier, in the, uh, in the earlier, uh, right next door, and I'm sitting here and I'm drawing a blank. But the gentleman that covers the Richard, and he was saying, now you changed his job. And, oh, there he is, right in the back. Yes, I'm quoting you. Yeah, you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just, just have, have a passion with it. You know, you have to have a passion for it. You have to have a you have to have a goal, and that's, you have to be dedicated to it. Not just what drives you. And you know, we believe in our content. I believe in my team. You know, I believe in the folks that come on. I believe in the people that support us. Um, you know, even to you know, my protege of, of one of my friends here, uh, her coach, he's so brother, he inspired me inspired to do what we do. He's like the godfather of his soul and, and podcasting to us. You know, and I do a lot of what I do almost to make him cry out, but um, but up with the principles of trying to take blurred culture up to the next level and, and letting people know that you know, when we work together, we're, we're very strong. We can support each other and we can get the content that we want. We can get the character that we want. We can get Ricky Williams as, as Iron Man and, and we can talk about and explain to people why Ricky Williams matters. We can talk about why, um, you know, different artists uh, that that are going, different people that are writing, why that diversity matters. You know, we give that voice to it. So having uh, having a mission and having a drive, having that desire to have, you know, your ideas heard, that pushes you through the dark days when no one comments and no one listens to your show and no one wants to tell you how good you are. This is gonna be okay because I love me. <laughs> 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 I 
I felt the spirit, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess one, if you really want to do it, do it. Um, SoundCloud, Automatic, Podbean, do it. Like, get out there, get a decent microphone. Decent. You don't have to spend three hundred dollars on a microphone. Get a decent headset or some something. Um, it's harder to podcast by yourself. Uh, it's much easier to bring a friend. So that'll help the conversation flow. If you do want to podcast by yourself, it takes a bit more preparation and it's going to take you working on your vocal talent and whatnot. You know, it's about your dedication. Your first 10 episodes, nobody will probably hear them. And then you'll get 100 listeners and then you'll get a couple more hundreds. And, you know, it'll grow as it grows. It'll grow as much as the dedication that you put into it. And then sometimes you'll hit a glass ceiling and you'll have to figure out what do I need to do to break it up. Mm-hmm. That's how the game works. Don't get discouraged. Don't, like, just, oh, I quit because nobody cares about what I'm saying. Well, it depends on what you're saying, too. If you're not really saying anything, nobody's supposed to care about nothing. Like, pretty much how to end it. Nobody's going to waste their time or ear with you. There's a lot of competition. I know for us specifically, when we, because my two original co-hosts were men, and when we started talking about music, I made it a mission to find a female co-host who knew her shit about music. She was like, you need to know music. And I got into an argument with a, a woman online in a hip-hop forum, and we were debating Jay-Z's uh, Volume 3. And I was like, that album is trash. And she was like, no, this album is great, and here are 200 points that you need to go back and read through. <laughs> you don't know your stuff. And I'm like... I don't agree with you, but I respect you. (laughs) And I talked to her on the side. I was like, would you be interested in talking on a podcast? And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. So she hopped on, and this was, again, five years ago, and she is as important as everybody else on that show, sometimes more important, because when we have discussions about things like, when you're going to have some serious discussions, we have discussions about things like rape culture, then I need her voice. I don't want to have three men talking about rape culture. I want to have some women talking about it too because they're going to have personal experiences that we don't have from my side. And I think she brings that balance. And we do offend people. We offend people who try to come up with what if reasons. What, well, what if a woman does this? Or what if a woman does that? And I like having her there to be like, you still don't like this thing. <laughs> like, and I, I, like, and I, need, I want her to say it. Like, I'll, I want to say it, but I want her to say it because mm-hmm. I think that matters to our listeners. So, uh, but all of that comes with time and growth, man. First step forward, try it. If it's your thing, continue to do it. Don't get scared. If it's not your thing, it's just not your thing. That's just how it is. I love what you said about. Um, you felt like you needed a female voice. Because that's what that's a big part of diversity is intentionality. It doesn't just happen, you have to intend it and make it happen. So I love that you shared that with everyone. Um, the advice I would uh, tips for getting started is give yourself grace. Um, give yourself the space to try things and experiment and forgive yourself if things don't work. Um, keep going. Uh, and yeah, learn as you go. And have fun. If you're not having fun, then maybe it's not the right medium. So focus on the fun first, and the listeners will come if you're enjoying yourself. They're going to enjoy it. You also have some listeners, so I'm trying to think about what else I can say. Basically, a couple of ways they all said, um, I always recommend just keep your passion. And sometimes your passion may change. 
You know, and it's okay to have that change. You know, people are gonna lie with you, gonna lie with you, but if you don't, so you know. As somebody who has a show that's literally a teenager, and it just frightens the hell out of me right now, um, I can listen to the older shows and be like, what the hell was the matter with you? Why was I talking about this? And why are we talking about that? But sometimes you just grow, and you know, when you have people that stick with you through all that, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And sometimes you just gotta go ahead and take that risk, because ultimately, when you talk about diversity in general, it's about you being you. So many times we have to dehumanize what happened, and that's what's like, man, I'm just gonna say that. Um, like just to show that you're a full person in general, you know, you don't have to be there like just because I talk about youth culture and music, I can't talk about anything else or career type of stuff. Talk about what you want to talk about. People, if they want to come, they're going to come. And they're going to stick with you. Sometimes it's going to come from angles you have no idea it's going to come from. You just look at opportunities that's out there. You just say, like, how did this happen? I'm going to do a podcast. We can get rid of our podcasters. <laughs> We're a little crazy sometimes, but hey, whatever works, works with that. And we just have the power of being a medium that everybody had to go through the same distribution channels and everything else. We all had to go through iTunes and all these other aggregators. And if you can be able to stick out and be you, isn't that the best thing possible? So, um, so let's try to see if we can get the mic back around. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, and we do want you on mic because this is being live streamed. So, oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. I had a question. You mentioned vocal talent. Can you talk a little more about that? Because my personal thing is the autobiographical nature of more stuff in the and stuff. And so I know you talk a lot. And so I wanted to know what that is. Um, because I don't host a solo podcast, I'm not the most experienced in it. Also, your voice is yours. You can use, uh, you can listen to other podcasts and you can. I like what that person did. I don't like when they did this, but I like when they did that. And you can incorporate that and create your own voice that way. The first probably 30 episodes, you're going to sound rough. You're just, it's going to be hard. I, I recently went back and listened to a couple of our first um, episodes. I think the first three or four, I was a savage. I, I said things that was just immature and not very open-minded, and I was going for comments. I wasn't going... I wasn't coming from a place of humility, and that that had to change, and it just did. As I grew and I got older, it changed. Um, but you, you're gonna have to work to find your old voice. It's not gonna be natural, and you, you're gonna need to watch some YouTube videos. You're gonna need to learn about your equipment. I mean, your voice can be great. You can, I mean, you can be Aretha Franklin, a podcaster, and have a terrible uh, equipment setup and sound like crap, and nobody's gonna want to listen to anything you're saying. I know some people are saying that context matters. For me, it's not just context. It is, if it sounds good, you could be making the greatest statement of all time. If there is noise coming and hissing in the background or somebody frying a chicken, I am not trying to listen to it. I will cut it off and I'll be like, that brother is deep, but I ain't got the time. I'm not gonna read through all of that to get to the message, you know. I'm good. I'm good. I just have to go through life without that knowledge. <laughs> and that's what you should do. So do your research for sure. Equipment, go to Guitar Center and just talk to people. Because the things have changed since I started. When I started, we had some very rich stuff. Now, they've got things that do stuff that, you know, we struggle to set up. I actually need to go to Guitar Center and talk to some people. So I'm seeing Go to Tech Thank you. I'm going to One more thing to go back and listen to your podcast. You know, go make sure you go back periodically. I don't every single one, but you should go back periodically and listen to yourself and find somebody who can be really honest with you. I said, could you please listen to this? You know, I'm going to let you know what you think. Be willing to listen. 
and I'm actually going to put on that. Also, depending on the program and stuff you're using, Google is a wonderful thing. If you're like typing hissing, popping, other types of stuff, you can find out super easy now how to do that stuff, put it out. And there's times that your podcast will be a thousand percent of the message you want to put out there because your literal voice is actually clearer than it was before. So, from what you talk about, adding voices in their voices to talk about Facebook, et cetera, um, as a white podcaster who is very interested to learn more and to get voices on my show, I'll go about that without starting to consider making that maybe force where I don't think you would get the talk that way. No, just reach out to people. Um, get, go, there is a huge network of black podcasts. If you are a white listener, a green listener, a yellow listener, a purple listener. That really doesn't matter to a lot of them. They actually want um, black thoughts to get out there so you can understand what where we're coming from. But sometimes we feel misunderstood. And like I have I have a friend who's in he's from the DC area and he's into politics. And we have whenever we talk about anything going on um, politically, anything going on with the you know the president being racist right now. We have him come on because he needs way more stuff into that than I do. And he is white. And he understands things we deal with. So he's very humble and he's very knowledgeable. And people like me having that as a guest. It, it literally is for black people and a white guy. And he takes over the show. He kind of runs the topics and we talk. And we come from, we typically agree and we come from um, our own different perspectives. And it, our listeners like that because we do. I know we have white listeners. And I, I appreciate that a lot. I, I I would push this probably say I wish I hope we get more white listeners than um, ethnic listeners, people of color listeners, because we have a lot of things to say to the other side that I think sometimes get lost in translation and confusion and um, different hardships that we all deal with, separation from it. So just reach out, man, listen to listen to Urban Podcast and then let them know that you would like to maybe interview them first. Now maybe not jump on and maybe you want to interview them on your show. And yeah. um, on a quick side note, there's a website called podcastandcolor.com that has come up recently. Um, and they are really good at getting all types of folks up on there. Their Twitter feed is really jumping. So you can like look at what some other folks do. And you know, you can do the support. And then you see that somebody is in the business and they're like, hey, they seem to be really interesting. Again, just reach out. Most folks are going to be there like, ew, oh my God, they're a podcast who's not like me. You know, it's gonna be like, you guys can what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna wanna talk to you. We can, you know, dialogue and all those types of good stuff. Also, um, support black podcast is a Twitter feed as well that has a lot of um diverse podcasters that's um in the mix of the two that I can think of. So I think say hi. We we are scary, we are you know. I think the easiest way to avoid tokenism is authentic interaction. Um and show your work. You know, if Queer, uh, if queer voices or black voices or diverse voices are important to you and you want them heard, make sure you have guests like that on your show um, and engage them authentically. Maybe not just that I'm interviewing you because you're black, but I'm interviewing you because you have a different perspective. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Show your work. Experimenting on yeah. you know, trying to find your voice and figure out what works for you. How often did you do that? Do you do that now? Or does oh. it help? Like, change your format up to see whether or not it's going to work for you. 
We definitely are. Um, my podcast in the middle of format change now, and you know we're going to give it a, uh, a shot for a couple weeks, a couple months, to let people see what they what they feel, and then we're inviting them to give us feedback, like reviews on iTunes or send us emails, um, and we're just trying to see where our chemistry lies and what as podcasters get us most excited. Um, if something's not working, drop it. It's not working well, but if it doesn't get you excited, try something else. Um, yeah, because I, I personally believe that you know having a, a structure and segments like, that gives people something to expect. Um, but you know, I think the thing they're expecting most is the entertaining listen. Right? If you go back, you know, look at our archive and blog talk, our format has probably changed uh, maybe four to five times in the last four years. I mentioned that we were on YouTube all of 2014. That was a format change. Uh, we went from three topics to one topic to five topics to now we're doing only movies and comedy and just about movies and movies and special features to, okay, we really need to do a gaming and animation and comic book only. Oh, now we need to do just a show on just comic books. Oh, and then by the way, we need to do a special segment just about um, the Apple Live event because uh, some people love. Um, and so you, you, you tend to find out one, you change one because of what's comfortable to you, two, what do you think the people want to hear because obviously it's only you know, and you just want your voice out there, uh, and three, you try to find a format that basically magnifies the message you're trying to send. So I, I said you have a huge lot of different format changes and you're not that bad. I'd say, I'd also add, this is a great point, um, I'd also add that don't change it too often without really testing it to see if it works for you. Because the first time you change it, it's not just new to your listeners, it's new to you, and you might not be as comfortable as you could be with it after maybe four sessions with that same structure. Maybe after four sessions, you feel different than just after one. So, you know, sit in it a little bit. Get some hot feels before you change, unless you're like, I really don't like this. <laughs> Any other questions? Any other questions? Asking questions? All y'all just looking at us looking shy. Nobody wants to say anything. What do we cover everything? No, I got a new lady in the back. I don't know. So, how do you come up with this idea and how do you start a podcast? Because I have so many questions, but I don't know what to choose. Um. There are a lot of podcasting one-on-one uh, links out there. They're, they will tell you everything you need to buy, and they will even tell you how to prepare to talk on a podcast, how to come up with your ideas, and how to put together a simple format that works, an uh, introductory type format. And after that, you kind of got to grow with the progression of the podcast. So. I would say that you have to figure out what you're willing to get in front of a life in front of a mic for 15, 30 minutes and talk about it. With or without preparation. Um, like you keep saying, it, 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 I much prefer doing a show with other people. I have done a show where my co-host didn't show up. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do this show by myself. And I did 30 solid minutes talking about three things that I had done this week relative to the topic. And, and so, you have to have something that you're passionate about, that you know about, that you're knowledgeable about, that you want other people to know about, that you think that what you have in your head or in your heart 
you can communicate to them about something that you want them to know. I mean, even if it's about organizing a notebook. You know, I think that if you have five dividers and they have slides and you only have 15 of college rule paper, you know, I mean, you, if that's what you're passionate about organizing notebooks, tell people about organizing notebooks. But you have to find out what is your passion, what is your book, and what do you want to tell people. And then you can later on decide, well, are people who listen? But you have to decide. If I say you're passionate, you have to have a passion or voice for something you want to communicate. And along that day, too, sometimes you feel like, I like talking about a lot of stuff. Ask your friends, ask your family, ask people around you, like, yo, what do you run your mouth about all the time? With me and my family would be the politics. And so we're like, okay, like, and if we out came, I'd be like, okay, Mary will talk about how much she loves or hates this thing for a sweet 20 to 30 minutes if she's passionate about it. And with my partner, he's more of an old school New York hip hop head, I'm more everything. It's like, okay, we both get to mix and we will just sometimes rip into preparing this stuff with the versus they're like, I think Kendrick Lamar is cool. Kendrick Lamar ain't doing everything that people ain't do back in the day. Everybody wasn't around back when they were telling me, oh my bad. And that is something that will bring, you know, this conversation. Or like, um, Brandon brought up perfectly in terms of issues of um, male-female relationships. Like, um, there are times that he'll have a totally different opinion than me, and there are times that it'll get lively, but it'll be like, okay, here's one viewpoint that another person, you know, doesn't have. Like, let's think about the stuff that even just you and your people talk about. And then you can be like, and here's a mic, and here's a USB cord, and here's my server, and you may have a podcast like that. You never know what kind of conversation you're going to get on stuff like that. We recently, we recently, we recently had one where it seemed like um, to our female co-hosts, the men's bathroom was this mythical place where men, <laughs> where men just walked around with their penises hanging out. And, it was, and we were like, no, that's not how it works at all. We literally talked about the splash rule two episodes ago where it's like, don't stand in the song next to me, bro. We need space. So you never know what comes. That wasn't a conversation that I wrote down once to talk about male bathroom etiquette. Was not. It was not a conversation, but it ended up being people like people were hitting me up on Twitter. They were like, "You guys are ridiculous." Like, but everything you said was true, man. As a man, I understand exactly what you mean about splash, you stuff like that. So make it fun too. Like, don't be afraid to be personable with your audience. I think if you have multiple passions, that might look like multiple podcasts. One podcast that spans uh, multiple topics, or it might look like a bunch of recordings that only you hear. So you record maybe on one passion on day one, one passion on day two, and you listen back to both recordings, and you think, you know what, I actually sound better on you know one passion than the other. And I mean, maybe to just expand on what they said, maybe there's a passion that you have that no one else has. That could be a really lonely podcasting experience. But if you have a passion that maybe you can talk to other people about, that might, you know, you'd be able to be guests and, and have conversations with more than just yourself. And also on that, don't restrain yourself because you think nobody might not know, might not be thinking about what you're talking about. Right. This, this world, you will find people where I'm just like, we're talking about this, you're going to see wild, arcane, nobody cares, and then the female mock will be jumping. And it's just they're like, wow, somebody else actually cared about what I thought was well, us, us talking about nonsense. <laughs> so that actually became a thing. So like don't necessarily refrain yourself because you might feel like, well, my passion might seem like it's odd or weird to the masses. One thing that's beautiful about podcasting is it's not necessarily for the masses. If the masses come towards you, it's cool, but it's the ultimate 
big form of misleading. Mm-hmm. So you just get into whatever, and then next thing you know, one day you'll be like, somebody comes to hand to me on me talking about, I think about this too. You're like, wow. You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 